Welcome back to Talking Risks. It's a podcast by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. That's not easy to say. Every week, Ricky and I have on a business owner, founder, executive, or a vendor or consultant to business, and we talk about their challenges, how they've begun, uh, their victories, losses, and their pursuit of their legacy. And we hope that by doing this, we can extend our knowledge of business and your knowledge of business. And we also hope to inspire. Um, we're big believers in owning your own business and anything that we can do to help inspire others to get into business. Uh, we want to and are willing to do. My name is Eric Reese. I'm a co-host of Talking Risks. I'm also a lawyer and a CPA. I own a law firm called Aspen Legal. Uh, you can find that on the web at AspenLawTeam.com. Ricky? Ricky? I am Ricky Hall, a founder of Nutrition HQ, Nutrition HQ Franchising, and you can find me online at NHQ.ROCKS, NHQ.ROCKS. And our uh, the best part of our show today, we have a guest, Ron McCormick. Ron? Uh, Ron McCormick, uh, founder, CEO, retired now of uh, Heartland Support of Living in Sykeston, which is southeast Missouri. So we're going to be talking to Ron at length today about um, how he started and his business and successes and failures. But uh, before then, we have a topic uh, that we call or a subject that we call Hot Topics. That Ricky got right for the first time in the history of the podcast. And um, this is something that Ricky and I have been talking about over the last week. And uh, really, this came from uh, individuals that we've spoken to that are a little wary right now of getting into business. Wary because uh, they're afraid about the economic cycle. We've talked about the economic cycle on the show uh, more than once, but everyone fears that it's coming, right? And so uh, I was talking to one particular candidate, candidate again for a franchise, and he was freaking out about it. And I said, look, um, what are your choices, right? He said, well, I don't know whether I should invest in my own business. I said, what, versus the stock market? I said, what do you think the stock market's going to do? Well, I think it's going to tank. I said, when do you think that's going to happen? He said, sometime in the future. I said, near future, far future? Well, within the next few years. I said, well, you're probably right. I said, so he was doing a rollover into the IRA or 401k was going to own his private business. I said, so what is your fear? He said, well, I don't know whether I should stay working for somebody else to somehow provide security in the economic downturn. And I told him that, in my opinion, that's not security at all. That's probably a lot of fake security. It feels secure, right? You go to the same office every day. Uh, you get the same paycheck every two weeks, etc. It's mediocrity is what it is, but it, it surely feels secure. But, you know, our, the conclusion of that conversation was, look, whether the economy is going to do well or the economy is going to do bad, you're still going to have to fend for yourself. And nobody cares about you and your family as much as you do. And so you got two choices. You cannot do the business because you're worried about whether the economy is going to tank or you can do the business and do the best you can and the economy is going to cycle no matter what, right? So I don't think the anticipated downturn of the economy is a legitimate reason. I understand it's a real fear, but I don't think it's a legitimate reason to not get into business at this time. Uh, I, man, if you want to say... Put your money in your basket or somebody else's basket. I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to put the money in my basket and I'm going to watch my eggs. Right. I mean, you know, so, you know, I was describing it uh, probably a couple of weeks ago to a buddy of mine. I said, look, I said, I do not have to bow down or alter what I do for other people's agendas anymore. And, you know, he misinterpreted that. It's like, so you're saying F you to the world? I said, no, you don't understand. 
if my future is dependent upon your agenda, one thing I do know is that your agenda only includes me if I am strategic in achieving your agenda, which is self-preservation, increase of your revenue, etc. And as an employee, I think you got no real say in the game. You don't. You don't. And that's another thing is when you own your own business or you work for yourself, you control everything. Not that it's a control problem, but when you're working for somebody and you're getting that secure check, tomorrow may come when that economy turns and they got to cut payroll. Right. And you're you're seniority there, but which means you get the highest pay, and that's where they cut. Yeah, and that boss of yours mm. who you thought was the authority, he or she is being told by someone higher than them that you're going to have to cut, and now you're just a number, and uh, that's a very real uh, uh, risk that I don't think many people actually understand. Well, I've been a good employee; I've gotten great reviews. So what, right? You don't fit our agenda anymore. And our agenda today is we got to cut costs to survive. So, you know, we'll see you later on, maybe, right? If you need a reference, I can help you out. Yeah, exactly. But they'll never see you later on. So I think I think to err is you need to err on the side of, again, if, if you've got the mental capacity and the mental wherewithal and the financial wherewithal to do it, you you got to get in there and build your own destiny, be in control of your own destiny. Only one agenda matters, and that's your agenda. And there's always a way to build your business um, and keep your full-time job and, and work on your business at nights and weekends. And that's a lot of people start their business that way, and there's yeah, nothing true. wrong with that. True. And that way you're playing it a little bit safer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so uh, talk about starting their own business. Uh, Ron uh, was talking to us before the podcast, uh, and he brought something interesting to the podcast. Ron, what, what was that? Well, I didn't have a lot of money, uh, but I did have good credit, so um, I got six credit cards. <laughs> so I've heard this from others, right, that I started my business on credit cards. And the last time I looked, credit card interest is not that cheap, right? No. That had to be scary. It was scary. Yeah. And so what made you decide that it was a good idea to start a business on credit cards? I mean, take me through that. Well, uh, the expense of starting it was pretty high. Uh, you, uh, with, with the population that I work with was you... Uh, have a person with a disability and they need a home so you have to find a home and furnish the home well that part i could take care of but the but the payroll was the hard part okay so i had 24 7 payroll right uh, so for each client i had i had to hire like 5.1 cl- right. uh, staff so every payroll i had to go in and Oh my gosh. Lay a credit card down and say, because the bank really won't yeah. win blue sky. They, sure. No. You go in and they say, yeah. Mm, no, I, you don't have anything for us to well, attach. We so. equ- yeah. equity. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so uh, the quickest way to know with a bank is, what do you yeah. think of my idea? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we don't like it that much. <laughs> but uh, those same people four or five years ago uh, were begging for my business uh, now. Yeah, of course. But right. Then they, they didn't want to talk to me. So what was the maximum amount that you think that you had borrowed on your credit cards at any one point? 60000 Good. Wow. Lower. And how long, when did you start your business? Uh, uh, 1995. Right. All right, so let's go back. Let's describe the business. You had already uh, talked about that it dealt with individuals with disabilities, but tell us about your business. What does it do? What are its basic services? Well, back about that time, uh, they they uh, they called it mainstreaming. They were taking people that were in institutions, right, and and which weren't doing in, anything for them. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, babysitting sure. services. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we the, the uh, providers or, or people would uh, apply for contracts and and um, 
I actually worked for a provider first. Okay. It's pretty much like you, you said, Ricky, earlier. Uh, I was working for somebody, and then I was doing some sideline stuff. Okay. Uh, nice. uh, and uh, at, a, at a group home. And the group home was going to close, and, and um, I knew it was going to close, and I was close with most of the family members. The, uh, okay. So, so uh, and, and... Of the patients, I, or are they called patients clients, or residents? Clients? Well, that's a whole other story. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, keep going. It, it's a social work field, and people... Right. I think at one point we were calling them consumers, but I still call them clients. Right, sure. Uh, uh, so... so uh, you start getting them out of of of, of institutions and and uh, put them in their own homes, which is which a good is, thing. Yeah. yeah, and and you know you can put two or three in there and and um, and live together. And so, is this private pay or is it insurance paid? It's it's Medicaid. It's Medicaid. All right. So in developing this business, first of all, you were working for somebody else that what was sending people into the institutions that was subcontracted out or or what? How how did that? Work. I was working for a company that was doing the same thing that I was doing. Okay, uh, that I do, uh, kind of working my way through college. I started college late. Okay, um, and and um, uh, I saw the writing on the wall. Kind of like my job is going to end soon, and uh, I, I I'm doing this side thing, and, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I'm going to get a contract. Yeah, and and some of the parents came to me and said would you if if because yeah this institution is going to close yeah uh, we'd like for you to take care of these and so i, yeah. I immediately uh, uh, i got a contract and everything the the cards fell just perfect okay uh, i got my contract they and closed. by contract you mean a contract with i assume multiple families of those residents of this home to take care of those folks, are are they kiddos or adults or I guess a mix, right? Uh, they have to be over twenty one. They have to be over twenty one. So your contract it's with the state of Missouri. Oh, it's with the state of Missouri. Well, of course, because it's it's Medicaid. Uh, Medicaid. Medicaid. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So the state of Missouri, uh, what do they require to make that transition from working for somebody else? to having your own contract. I mean, what did they require? I assume licensing was involved and um there was a there was a a lot of paperwork. Yeah. A lot of red tape. Right. Uh, you, uh, but then they want to make sure that you're capable of what they're contracting you f- for. Okay. And, and and I was I'd already worked for a couple of agencies. I was a director at one of the agencies, oh. and, and okay. uh, they wanted me to do something not not so legal. Sure. And I left them. Okay. And went to another company, and uh, they were having me do a, a two jobs, supported employment and uh, working with people with disabilities, and juggling my time. And, sure. And I saw that that wasn't going to work. At that point, I was working for this group home, and and so it was easy to put my credentials on the contract because sure. I'd I'd already worked several years for other agencies. Okay, and uh, so you apply for the license, you get the license, and uh, how do you go from that to being in charge of a home? First of all, who owns the home? Who provides the residence? Well, uh, the state of Missouri requires that we do all of the footwork for the home. So, okay. So we get the we get we rent the the house. Okay. Um, we buy the furniture. Okay. Uh, buy the groceries. So your company is on the line for that lease. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're the lessee. Yes. Okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. Keep going. And then it's three months after you get the the individual in a in a home. And we had we started with seven. That group home closed. I had immediately seven uh, seven clients. Oh wow, wow. that's so great. It was yeah crazy. But that's keeping your eyes open and feeling. <laughs> Knowing, knowing the temperature, knowing yeah. what's going on. But again, why did the, that? Why did the institutional facility shut down? Uh, 
That's a good question, and I don't yeah. think anyone knows that. I don't even really think the state of Missouri knew why they were closing. It was a it, it was a a, a a private individual oh. uh, who didn't want to do it anymore. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so um, these seven individuals that you started with, right? Seven clients. Um, they all went into one home or multiple, multiple, multiple homes. Is there a limit to how many that you'll put in a, a home? Well, the most you the most you can put in is three. Oh, okay. So there's a limitation because I assume a care issues, right? Uh, uh, male, female, okay, is one, uh, and then age. Hmm. Try to put the younger ones together and the. Um, older ones together and th- they have more in common i got gotcha. you so um and how how uh expansive is the need first of all you operate in what percentage of missouri do you say you do you think you operate in a, a fourth of the state mm. multiple there, counties. there was a time yeah when i i did uh, at least a fourth all right, and and that means, and I'm asking you, I'm not, I'm not stating it. That means that you had homes all over that area from St. Louis to Kennett. Okay, and so um, uh, how expansive is the need for these homes? And I guess what I'm asking is, what sort of disabilities um, qualify, for lack of a better term? to be a candidate for one of these homes? Well, you have to have a diagnosis okay. of developmental disability. Okay. Uh, it ranges from mental retardation to CP to, to uh, uh, intellectual. Um, yeah. And, and, and you can get a contract with children's services as well. Okay. Through, through Medicaid and get um, younger uh, than 21. I think the youngest I had was 16. Okay, so and I don't know this area uh, at, at all. So, are these uh, are these individuals who go in these homes? Would they be considered? Uh, and again, I, I'm sure this is not the right term, but non-functioning. In other words, they they really they really can't stay with mom and dad or stay with relatives. They need. They need assistance. A lot of them that are older have uh, elderly parents. Oh, okay. And and so parents get to the point where they can't. Yeah, they can't care for them anymore. Yeah, and so they'll they'll turn them over to the state. And what are the alternatives? First of all, it sounds like a lot of work, hmm. right? Uh, and we'll get to that in a second. But what are the alternatives um, to that? particular care like um my mom was in a nursing home for four years and uh i'll say this um it was the worst experience of her life and probably the worst experience of of all of our kids lives the level of care was non-existent non-existent i mean we went in one night and the staff was wearing her clothes that's how bad it was, and that's a lawsuit coming. But um, what are the alternatives? I assume I assume nursing homes are one of those alternatives. There are one, um, and and if a person with a disability or has actual physical disability as well, once they get older and and they're not able um, to to thrive in in. Of independent living, right. then they uh, sometimes end up in a nursing home. I got you. So um, let's go to the difficulty. I mean, this sounds like, okay, so let's say you have a home of three individuals. Is there a one staff person there 24-7? They're one-on-one. Okay. Oh. Except for overnights. Okay. So each person has their own staff oh my gosh during the day two shifts how do you manage that with respect to you've got a cap you know what you're going to get paid and you got your lease cost and everything else right and you got your labor cost and i assume that's based upon market what market's paying although i would assume that 
if I'm uh, a qualified employee, I'd rather work in one of your homes than work in a nursing home. Right. Okay. Uh, because those people who worked in the nursing home that my mom was in did not seem to want to be there, okay, other than it was where June Reese's clothes day. They liked that day because my mom had nice clothes. Uh, true story, by the way. Uh, so the thing is, is that how do you manage that? I mean, again, we talked about the practice of medicine, for example, uh, and, and this is in the medical field, I assume, but, um, you know, 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, you would see the doctor. Now you see a nurse practitioner, okay? And that's all about insurance and about what they're going to get paid. And now the doctor, you know, pops his head in. It's like, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's like, okay, see you later. <laughs> so how do you manage that? Uh, you have to trust people. Yeah. You have to hire people because at some point, you know, if, if you're hiring the right ratio of staff, yeah, uh, you got 50, 60 employees. Yeah. And when I was in St. Louis, I had two or 300 employees. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Uh, so, you, so you hire middle managers, you, you, you have, uh, you have HR, right. you know, you have, uh, you, you have, that's the biggest um, that's what we provide. That's that's sure. what we provide the state, but it's also the biggest headache. Yeah, sure. And these are registered nurses. We have a couple, a couple, but it's not required. Those caregivers is that appropriate term? Mm-hmm. Caregiver. Yeah. The caregivers are not required to be registered nurses. No, no. So that helps, right? But, because the pay is is low. Is right. commensurate with. With well, their, you know, but it's required for them to have a nurse visit from our company sure. every, every month. And, I got gotcha. you. Tish is uh, my wife is uh, uh, one of our nurses, and my daughter is the other. Okay, um, uh, but but they do require a lot of training. They have to go through a medication administration cha- uh, training, and that's okay. sixteen hours and. Uh, first aid CPR, yes. that sort of sure. thing. Confidentiality is, training. Is that at the state level or is that training that you guys provide? Within, within, in-house. I got you. Okay, interesting. So the need is great, right? Okay. There's a lot of oh, uh, yeah. a lot of folks with, with issues out there. And see, this is one of those industries. I always like those industries that you just don't think of on a daily basis, right? right. And... Certainly not sexy, right? This is oh, no. this is not a sexy industry. Uh, this is a this is an industry that you try not to think of, right? But there's a need, right? And there's a better way to do it. Certainly better than nursing homes. And uh, St. Louis used to have a state hospital. Is that still is that still operating? Uh, I've got several clients from there yeah and uh and i can't again i have no personal experience but it just gives me the heebie-jeebies thinking about uh this state hospital it it, bad reputation bad they used to pull teeth if you bit they'd pull your teeth the the stuff that you hear from from these guys it's it's bad yeah it was bad yeah Wow. Yeah, that's bad parenting, Ricky, by the way. Just just so you know. Am I supposed to do that? No, no. Uh, so, um, so there's a need. There's a uh, certainly an opportunity to do it better. Uh, there's the insurance challenges. How difficult is it to find workers? Is there a lot of turnover in this business? Our turnover rate is over 80%. Oh, my wow. gosh. Now, what does that mean? How long would a typical employee be employed? Typical. Less than a year. Oh, my God. Just when you got them trained. You got them all Just trained and dialed in, and then they bounce. So where do they go? To another agency. Another agency. Is it based upon pay? Is it just constantly trying to get better pay? Uh, that or they've messed up with us. and I see. But... Uh, mostly they bounce. Yeah. They'll get a refund check or they'll get a, you know, Uh, they'll try to get unemployment or uh, whatever. And they'll, you know, then they'll run out of money and go to another agency. So you'll, you constantly are on the lookout for more individuals to, to work. 
and now more than ever because yeah. can't we're, get anybody to come to work. We're uh, my administrative staff. My COO, COO last weekend worked all weekend. Oh wow! In, in home. Oh wow! Doing, doing shifts. Oh Good wow! Lord. Yeah, we're twenty employees short in Sykeston. Yeah, so um, we saw the unemployment numbers. They're up, right? And uh, I understand everything's political these days. But when I drive down Main Street, USA, and by the way, I live right off of Main Street, USA, Main Street in Belleville. uh, And I see help, help wanted, help wanted, now hiring, now hiring, now hiring. Everywhere. Everybody out there cannot get employees And the Harvard professor that was quoted in uh, CNN, of course, said, oh, well, there's a there's a shortage of demand for labor. It's like, what are you smoking? Well, number one, he has no idea. If I said find Main Street USA, he'd have no clue as to what the hell I'm talking about. Okay, Uh, because there is there is a shortage in willingness to work willingness yeah now missouri just decided to get rid of the federal unemployment benefit the 300 dollars a week extra i think south carolina has already done it utah did it i think montana lived the way yeah and uh and bully for them right because you got to give incentive and quite frankly i do believe this was all in an effort to force the fifteen dollar uh, an yes. hour wage because you have to order you have to offer seventeen dollars an hour to get above what the feds are now offering in addition to your state unemployment and so then the psychology of the deal is well, you're going to think fifteen dollars an hour is a is a you know a, a, a deal. real deal yeah. right and so now you're paying absolutely unqualified individuals. $32,000 a year to do nothing, right? So um, what is just the market rate for your typical social worker who will do uh, this type of job? What is the market rate these days? For a greed social worker? Yeah. 35000 35 grand. Yeah, you probably don't get into social work uh, for for the money, mm-hmm. right? You no. do it for the mission. Yeah, and then you have to provide benefits to them, I assume. Yeah, right. So um, this is not cheap. This is very no. difficult, right? And I guess it would be better if you could put more people in a home, right, with less care. But uh, you just can't do that. Can't do it because the state requires a certain level of care. Well, and it's it's a safety. Yeah. Oh, sure. If if one person has a stroke or one person has a medical emergency, yeah, has to go to the hospital. Somebody's got to be with this with the. Of course, right? Because there's liability involved, right? Yeah, man. So So what moving parts, right? And what is your insurance like uh, with respect to insuring your business? Uh, liability insurance is high. The the workers' comp is through the roof. Oh, I mean, that's our that's our biggest expense. Seriously. Yep. So employees are getting injured often. No. Oh, it it goes by your income or your payroll. Mm. Okay, so you're actually paying for other people's injuries, not your own employees. Uh, Thirty years, I've had two injuries. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, but yeah, wow. but yeah, you're paying a ton for yeah. workers' comp, seventeen grand a month, something like that. Uh, Holy smokes! And at what point do you consider? Because in uh, medicine, one of the issues is private pay, right? right? And it's the same with, for example, my doctor, who's part of a big group. A lot of these big medical groups bought up a lot of these practices, all of a sudden he's advertising a concierge service. And the concierge service is like the, um, when you drive by an urgent care place, an urgent care place has a menu. It's like McDonald's. I said, I said this was coming 
a decade ago, I said the next thing that you're going to see in franchising, and again, the show isn't about franchising, but Ricky and I both have a lot of experience in that arena. Uh, I said the next thing you're going to see franchise is the practice of medicine. And sure enough, here it is, urgent care. They address 10 issues and only 10 issues. You come in with a broken bone, they call in an ambulance. They go, we don't do that shit here, okay? And those 10 issues that they address, they have prices for, just like at McDonald's. And number two costs four ninety nine. all right? Private pay, right? Don't bring your insurance card here, right? Concierge medicine is the same way. We do these things for this, for this amount, all right? Because we're getting screwed by insurance and we're not getting paid by insurance. Even when we've got an agreement to get paid, we're waiting to get paid. So... What is the future of care for the disabled with respect to private pay? Or is that just not, not something that would be fruitful? And probably a lot of older parents of people with disabilities would do some of that. Or that's, way they sure. wanna, they, that's what they want to start with. Sure. But it gets too expensive. In in um, because it's round the clock care. It's round the clock, and yeah. and um, uh, grandma's ring disappears, and mm. the watches disappear, mm-hmm. and money disappears. Sure, and stuff like that happens. Yeah, privately, right? In, in, um, it, it, I'm not saying it doesn't happen in in my field, but I'm insured. Sure. Um, so so it's uh, it's it's. The private pay is really scary, yeah. Uh, because of that, yeah. Um, with Medicaid expanding and and the the cost of of direct support going up, yeah, it's our tax dollars. Yeah, yeah. We're paying for Medicaid anyway. So tell us about the payment uh, or the cycle of payment for. Uh, for the insurance companies. I mean, are you getting paid on a monthly basis or are you waiting months to get paid what you're due? Uh, if we have a client that's a VA, we, we have some VA clients. Okay. Uh, yeah. Those, those take, could take six months, but uh, usually Medicaid or state of Missouri is usually 90 days behind. So you up front, 90 days. Thank God you're not in Illinois. Yeah, and it's worse <laughs> in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. So Missouri, uh, a well, I think a fiscally well-run state, they're 90 days behind. Is that just processing or, or what? And they'll catch up. Okay. They'll catch up. Um, I think uh, after 30 years, we're probably ca- caught up. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. If, if they bill uh, now this month. They'll get paid this month or okay. next month. Uh, but but to start out, the, mm-hmm. that first check was 90 days plus. Yeah, yeah, which more credit card. Right. Credit card. Better get like, another credit card. these out. Yep. <laughs> Better get that. boys are smoking. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so how many insurance programs are you dealing with in your business? Well, uh, uh, we Medicaid is an insurance, I guess, or sure. entitlement, whatever. Yeah, sure. uh, so we don't do private pay. We could, but we don't. Okay. Uh, we do VA. Um, we we one of our divisions of real small is uh, home health. We do. Oh, we sure. Do with elderly, sure. Um, that's a people. crowded field. That's gotten to be it's, a crowded it's, field. It's too crowded, and yeah. and and uh, um, we don't. We don't push that. Uh-huh. If it comes across our table, if, if 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 somebody calls us, we'll we'll take them. But um, sure. um, those are the, those are the only income sources that we have. Okay, yeah. So um, a franchise uh, approached me about six months ago. Well, it was in June. We were in Florida when every when everyone was huddled in their houses. You were in Florida. We were in Florida. It's like time to travel. <laughs> but uh, so we went down to Florida, and uh, I remember I was down in Destin or, you know, one of those beach towns next to Destin. 
and they approached me and their their approach was buy a house and it's all private pay but it's dementia uh related and uh you know in my wife's family uh in Ron's family cuz Ron's related uh we've had dementia and it's uh it's scary and and horrible right can you imagine not remembering who you are or who your loved ones are just horrible uh but they're making some noise and making some revenue with a group home concept so you buy a franchise then you establish your home right it could be four or five bedroom it's all governed again by the rules uh you know that exist at the state level but this is all private pay and uh you know the the money let's say you know we we do vrbos and i I still i don't think it beats vrbos but uh but you know you're talking about let's say five residents each of which are paying you you know thousands of dollars a month for their care right the numbers can be pretty good right but again that's for dementia which i guess maybe is sons and daughters paying for moms and dads as opposed to moms and dads paying for elderly parents paying for their kiddos with with disabilities so that that's the thing that would always drive me nuts. If I was in your business, I'd be, always be saying, "How can I convert this to a private pay, to where I can at least lift the cap a little bit right. and uh, not deal with these insurance or you know entitlement programs? Not deal with the government." Yeah, um, I wonder if is there any ability to do a mix, right? Is there any ability to say to mom and dad, uh, hey, uh, we've got an additional program that we can put your kiddo in, and that is not insurance pay. That's a private pay uh, deal. Now, whatever that program would be, an art program or a, a swimming program or whatever, or is that a no-no if you're getting paid by a particular government source? It's like, you got to get paid by us and don't come and, and try to enhance this with, with right. private pay. Yep. No. Yeah. Too many rules. Yep. That would drive me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got it figured out. I mean, you guys, you guys figured and out the recipe. A, yeah, it's evolved over the thirty-year yeah, period. Of it's it's a, a, a lot of it's changed. Uh, uh, I had way more clients in the beginning than I have now, and I make more money now than I did then. But but it's it's uh, um it's 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 harder now. Yeah, it's it's. Um, well, that's so. So that's an interesting statement. So um, you've got less clients, but you make more money. What do you accredit that to? Just learning the ropes, figuring out the systems, yeah, we to be more efficient, streamline, streamline. The the uh, CEO that I have now is uh, she she and not a social worker. She, okay, she's a, a business person. Business, yeah, and and and. It's it's business, yeah. And, and how do we do this and make it make it, yeah, better? Apex PT, yeah, right. Physical therapy. They they have a system that they figured out to maximize profit. And and by the way, just so everybody knows, all right, it's okay to make a profit in the practice of medicine or the delivery of services to disabled individuals. You know, everybody's always quick to say, oh, well, you're making a profit on it. It's like, yeah, well, what? how the hell do you pay your mortgage, right? Well, the first five years, I, there's no telling how many baseball games my kids didn't see me. Yeah. Uh, uh, everybody was going to the lake, and I was doing shifts, or I was yeah. on call, and I couldn't leave the town. And, right. And, and, and uh, rubbing pennies together for yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Hard work. Yeah, but well, like we talked about the other day, just 
everybody judges you on the end product, end product. not the oh, grind. Sure. Not the grind. He's, yeah. he's murdering it. Yeah, murdering it. Easy he's had it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a constant refrain yeah. from individuals who, and again, I guess it's human nature perhaps, but it's a constant refrain from people who have not had to do it. Yeah. I was on the driving range one time, and this is when I was in Kirkstone, started my first GNC, and I had finally been able to go play golf. So I bought a Titleist driver and a Titleist whatever, three wooden. And right. one of my customers was out there. He goes, Titleist, business must be good. I'm like, kiss my ass, motherfucker. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you want to see the clubs? Yeah. You want to see the clubs I had before this? I'm going to beat your ass with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you I'm in there seven days a week, my man. You don't. It's frustrating. It's I, funny. I, I can laugh. You can laugh at it. It will drive you nuts. Right. I mean, it is nothing. And again, I'm not uh, weeping or anything, but it's nothing for me to work. Start work at five a.m. And it's nothing for me when we sit down. We've got a routine that we watch a movie at night. Guess what, Dad's doing? He's on the goddamn couch with a computer on his lap, typing away. Right. Because that's the way it is when you own your own business, right? Yeah. And but, you love it, though. And you love it. Right. And that's it's, the key. It's rewarding. Yeah. For sure. More rewarding than working for somebody else. And going through diversity training and... Well, yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> All right. So, um, so what is the future of this industry? I assume... By watching TV and seeing all the commercials for apparently everybody screwed up because I have never seen so many commercials for depression and dysfunction and, you know, I mean, follow the money. The pharmaceutical industry, I don't know whether they're creating the problems or there have to be a lot of problems out there because... They wouldn't be spending all this money on these commercials if there weren't. I assume this industry is only ripe for for more and more growth. It's it's very safe. Yeah, because politically you you can't go against. Yeah, Republican Democrats. Nobody can say, "Well, we're going to decrease funding to." It's political proof. Most vulnerable clients in Missouri, you're not going to do it. Now we might pull your teeth out if you bite us, but we're not going to cut your money off. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's good news. It can't be politicized like so many other things are. You know, old age. You know, you wouldn't take this money from seniors, although. That's probably going to happen. But these are the the least uh, able to defend themselves by definition. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And so <clears throat> tell me about that. So we see these commercials for all these medicines, et cetera. Is that, is that a real thing? Are people, do we have more issues than we did before? Or is it a matter of more diagnosis than there was before and it, and if it's the if it's the former what the hell's causing all of this well i think it's real easy for clinicians now to to label something ptsd or or right. or acid de- reflux that's my favorite depression or, <laughs> or yeah but he's not taking care <laughs> no. of acid reflux no. disease so if you're concerned, Although they all have it. All the medication that they take, they all have it. Right, Ricky would like to move into one of your homes because he has acid reflux. All right, right. He may have to self-pay. Right. So, but but okay. So back to my question. So, do you believe that these incidents of disability, and that's probably not the right term, but. Uh, they're on the rise. Do you think it's? It, do you think it's environmental or what? What's what's going on? I don't think it's on the rise. No, I I, I think it's it is what it is. It's been that way. It's 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 not on the rise. It's maybe more because, identification of it, and, and and people want to expand that that diagnosis. Okay. Well, it's it's not severe. It's it's yes, yeah. uh, but but I don't think. I don't think more people are being born with a developmental disability or okay. or a 
a diagnosable uh, uh, disease okay. uh, than before. I, I I don't think so. Okay, interesting. interesting. I think yeah. there may be more depression or PTSD. I didn't. I when we started in '97, '95, we didn't even know what PTSD, PTSD was. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to be a client of your company, they have to be what? What? How would you fill in that blank in order to be qualified? Right? To be a a person who probably ought to be in one of these homes, they need to be what? They need to be uh, uh, diagnosed at an early age of a developmental disability. Okay. Interesting. And then how do you expand, not that you want to, because you're actually making more money with less clients, but how do you expand? These are all referral basis or what? The state. Uh, they oh, have the a state. They have a they, they have a database. Oh, okay. So once you become trusted by the state, you're what, pretty set. Once you are uh, given a waiver, and that's a whole nother thing oh, because okay. Medicaid in itself wouldn't pay for that service. Okay, the waiver is. A, a, is a an amount of money added to the Medicaid check that that client gets oh. that would would have if that it would have followed them from a nursing home or you know okay. what I mean? what it, whatever it would have cost to keep that person in an institution is the waiver. Okay. Oh, interesting. Oh, huh. So they have to have a waiver okay. to be in my service. Oh, okay. So institutional, uh, I mean, what does that run? I know what my mom paid for a private room at a nursing home, and I'm going to say it was $6,500 a month. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah, $6,500, wow. right? Wow. So again, yeah. uh, it, it sounds like a lot of money, but you got employees 24 7 facility lights electricity insurance and all All the rest right it's a lot there's a lot of a lot of stuff and you can't cut corners because if you start cutting corners you're probably doing something illegal yep yeah right wow that's uh that That waiver is interesting interesting. yeah that makes sense though but again but again this is the type of business everybody wants to go toward the Right, the next greatest thing, and in reality, uh, you know, it's a lot of the non-sexy stuff that can make you a ton of money. Well, I'll I'll tell you, and be more stable. Oh, you know, because it's not changing. Yeah, a lot of stuff that I do, other lawyers go, that's commodity work, and it's (laughs) like, yeah, thank you, right? Because guess what? While your years go, whoop 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 whoop, you know what my years do? Right? It's commodity. You damn straight. It's non-sexy. Right. Interesting. So, all right. So we're going to ask you the question that we ask everybody, but we don't tell you that we're going to ask you this. So for somebody who's going into business, considering going into business, uh, and not industry specific, so it could be uh, the identification of needs or, or whatever it is, for someone who's going to go into business, what are a couple of things that that you think, uh, other than don't borrow on credit cards, uh, what are a couple things that you think that they need to know? Well, it wouldn't hurt to spend some time on your knees. It probably would be good to have your spouse's blessing. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Right. Um, uh a good banker yeah uh, yeah. relationships yeah yeah uh, hopefully you you have those um, right. i didn't have those when yeah. i started i my best friend's a banker but uh, it, but he was no help either yeah. when when i was getting started although he's still on my board yeah but but uh <laughs> but uh but again the bankers just just to be fair to the bankers 
They're regulated too, oh, right? Yeah. So if you don't qualify, you don't qualify. There are no yeah. there are no favors in banking right. because if there are, they're going to get in trouble. Right? Yeah, yeah. and and you know uh, uh, probably go in with your eyes wide open and 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 t- take some advice. I, I took some advice from my uh, Mike's wife's uh, boss uh, had a, a hospice company and he said, Ron, you don't have to know everything. You yeah. don't have to know the legal aspect. You yeah. don't have to know the, 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 the money aspect. Uh, you just n- need to know what you know right. to grow your business. And probably the best advice that, that I got was don't, don't think you have to know what that CPA is telling you or yeah, yeah you do have to trust them, but sure. you don't have to understand or do, be able to do that yourself. You need need to do what you you know to do. Sure. That's yeah, if you wait, actually. if you wait to know everything, you ain't ever going to get this started. business started. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So Ron, thanks for coming on. I know you were nervous about it. See, I told you it was easy. Yeah. Right. It's was, good information though. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, it's amazing what, what's out there. Well, so, so we try to hit, uh, you know, different industries, yeah. right. And most people wouldn't put, uh, you know, the non-sexy stuff on. Everybody wants to hear about what's the latest, uh, crap that is not going to work right, out. Right. right. Cause yep. it's a cool brand. And so R- Ron was very helpful in showing us an industry that there's a dire need for. All right. Clearly, there is a better way to do things than the state hospital. Can you imagine? And um, this is all uh, what I call program program paid, which which is highly unusual because I see everybody going to this private pay type or at least exploring the private pay Mm -hmm. stuff. Right. So um, so very helpful. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So if you can hit the right button. Yep. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and our YouTube channel. Oh, hey, before you do that, uh, Ricky and I are going to the Lake of the Ozarks on Sunday, right? And we got a whole host of Lake of the Ozarks businesses, including uh, somebody with a workout place that uh, I think my wife's right outside. (laughs) She has stripper pole. Fitness. Stripperful fitness. So yep. we're looking forward to it. So we'll see you yeah, on, gonna, on we location. Have good, we have some good episodes. <laughs> awesome. See you.